This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D, broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Spirit Lake, Blanchard. Preach River in Newport. These are the little towns where I spent the summers of my youth. Some of these small towns were just a street, no stoplight. A gas station and a cow. Rivers and lakes. Swing ropes. Old gravel dirt roads. Scrub pines and endless fields. The smell of cut hay and earth. Constant sun high above, like a huge, hot, white spotlight. Getting out of bed at dawn, trying to get the work done before the heat. Still smelling like cheap beer. Sweating it out while working all day. And riding the tailgates of the farm trucks. Sweaty and sticky and hay stuck to every inch of your body. Cutting hop poles, running the chainsaw, oil and wood chips covering me from head to toe, and getting off work, jumping in the lake, cracking another cold one as the sun settled behind the hills, the night spread out before you, feeling like anything could happen, hoping you met a girl, good music blaring from your speakers, racing into the night, kicking up the day's dust in your wake. Small towns. God done made his choice. You are from a small town. Small towns produce some pretty mighty people, though, don't they? Yes. (laughs) You couldn't wait. He's here already. Sean Stimley, my special guest today. (laughs) God done made his choice, and Sean jumped in. Uh, And that's a quote from one of Sean's songs. We'll be right back with Sean Stimley. Said I never met a boy like you in California Can't you tell that they are looking at you Like what's that ring on your jeans? What does Marcy Oak mean? And what's that twang up in your voice That makes you talk like you do? I said it's obvious that I ain't from around here But where I'm from they all call me Sean Deer Straight out of Kentucky and with this guitar in my hand I go from city to city with them old boys in a band Singing songs about them backwards and them back roads back home Where the moonshine runs just like that muddy river flows It's down in my veins just like the ink on my own I ain't subject to change and I'll bet that on the phone Yeah, it's how I was made and God don't made his choice You can take the boy out the country, but you can't take the country out the boy Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. 
Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show, and I'd like you all to check out my latest record. It's called Hermitage, and um, you can find it wherever you find all the other albums you like, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it too. All right. Take care. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Rocking that Panama tank Take a left turn past the white church To a little piece of heaven on dirt Where shit gets out of hand And a damn show hits the fame We're the product of a small town Rowdy southern draw crowd Muddy water mason jar Lightning in our veins Look at blue California for a Friday night Then it's noise complaints and blue lights Cranking country wakes and loud We're the product of a small town Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. We're already having fun on the show, and you're, you are about to as well. I've got a really special guest today, country music star, Sean Stemley. Thanks for having Sean me. Was, yeah, yeah. Sean was born in western Kentucky, and he was raised in southern Indiana. Sean's music is inspired by his country roots. Sean was a former diesel-wrenching heavy equipment operator, Sean used to sing, sing, sing over the endless days he spent in the cab of a case. I don't know, is it a tractor? How What's the right terminology? IH-9370? Yeah, a tractor, right? He would sing over the engine. It would drown out the rumble of the equipment. And he would sing until he started to hear himself. Damn, he's pretty good. Eventually... He decided to park that tractor for a bit, and he headed off to Nashville to see if he had what it takes with thousands of others headed in the same direction. Since then, Sean has racked up over 170 million global streams and hit the road with artists such as Morgan Whalen, Justin Moore, Hardy, and Dustin Lynch, just to name a few. His debut album, product of a small town exhibits his take on modern country with a youthful salt of the earth swagger and rocked up heartland soul welcome sean thanks for having me how y'all doing we are uh, i'm doing well and i'm doing well because i have anticipated this interview now for uh a few weeks last week we we had to reschedule, and now you're here, and uh, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. I'm sorry about the confusion on, on last week. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's our right. fault. Sorry I'm always confused. I'm always confused. I'm sure. Same. Me too. Me too. Um, so I just want to kind of set the scene a little bit here because tell us where you're at right now. So if you're listening on radio, Sean's going to tell you where he's at. But if you are, uh, you get a chance, check out the YouTube version of this interview. Uh Sean, Sean, you can see where Sean's sitting. Sean, where are you at right now? I'm at our um, the studio that we record everything at. But um, my my manager owns this place. It's uh, what we call Southern Comfort. It's Wayland's estate uh, that he that he had in Nashville. And my my manager was good friends with Wayland back in the day. And he he finally bought this place and remodeled the entire thing. And we record everything and work here every single day. So it's it's really cool to to get to make music in the same place where, where legends have. Now the Wayland, Wayland. 
Waylon Jennings. <laughs> I knew that. I just wanted to make you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's incredible. I mean, it's you guys got to check it out if you ever wanted to know what it looks like inside. It's just amazing. Um, is it is it available for other artists such as yourself that that to record there, or is it some sort of a, is it a, a private recording? It's, it's kind of private, yeah. But but um, you know, he lets people use it sometimes. You know, rent it out or and whatnot, just a studio part. Mm-hmm. But he. Uh, he records all like his artists that he manages manages here. So well, that's incredible. Well, let me let me continue with setting the scene here, and then we'll get into the our talk. But uh, you were telling me off air it's eighty mile winds right now, and that's what they were saying. I don't know if that's actually true, but there's like alerts on the phone and whatnot, so it'll be fine. It's well, I hope, yeah, I hope everybody's safe. I hope you're safe, and uh, we'll. We'll try to get through the interview before you lose power. <laughs> it's all good. I hope Hopefully we don't. You, we got yeah, generators, if not, so we can continue. Because you're in the middle of recording there right now, right? You're doing some new music? Yeah. Yeah. We've been working on stuff all day today and um, probably for the rest of the week, I'd imagine we're going to be doing stuff here. So That's good. Is, yes, is that a, a, a favorite part of your of this life that you've created for yourself with your, your music and your incredible lyrics and voice is this a, a um, i mean yeah creating is definitely probably the funnest part for me um that and being on a stage but being on a stage is only an hour to 90 minutes of our time the rest of it is spent doing stuff like this mm-hmm. so that's what a lot of people don't realize and it's you have to make it fun you know if you don't then like the only time you have fun is for an hour in your day yeah three days a week you know so yeah, I mean this tour. is this is my favorite part. It's become my favorite part of it is just making the music. Sean, what's it what is it about your music that makes me miss that old life and get nostalgic? I mean, you brought up you heard my introduction here uh, at the opening of the show. Your music when I when I wrote that, uh I was thinking about and listening to your lyrics, your music and it just inspired me. What what about your music? If you can put your finger on it, um, captured small towns so well. Um, I blame it on the fact that I like just five years ago I was just a small town dude, you know, with with a job, and I, I did the blue collar thing every day. Like that's what I did the, my whole entire life. I didn't grow up doing music and, and all that stuff. So like, I kind of moved here and created this life. I didn't really like grow up with this life. I just had a gut feeling and I, I moved here because of it and I just put the work ethic into it and, and it worked. So, yeah, I mean, it, that, that's what, that's what all that stems from is, is just from like me and in my head, I'm still that you're authentic. I'm not, I'm not an artist in my head. Like I just like create songs and like, I'm still just Sean Deere. That's, and that's what I'll always be. So John Deere, what, how did you get the name from, from the tractors and the, and the, work yeah. Yeah. So I used to get made fun of in school for all that stuff. And, uh, the kids in my school made, made that name up and it just stuck. It, it just stuck. It has been with me ever since. Well, I want to get to that in, in a minute here for, I wanted to talk about that cause I think we have that in common a little bit. Um, but back to the small towns, I know how I felt was I loved it. And I had fun, but you're always kind of like looking over the fence or over the horizon. Um, it's there's this feeling of like, I gotta get out. I got. I'm going to California for you. It was Nashville. I'm getting you know, and you'd you'd be hanging out on these old dirt tra- roads with your buddies and drinking beer or, or just having you know having fun. But you just kept thinking, I gotta get out. You know, I got it. What's it's bigger over there? It's better. You know, and you're always wanting to move forward right did you have those types of thoughts growing up um, i don't know maybe I, I just didn't i didn't really know a world outside of my hometown i didn't like i didn't take many vacations and like travel a whole lot i had never been to nashville until i started getting interested in, interested in songwriting so i mean i was just had to work mainly so i really That's didn't pretty- i was ignorant to like how there was an outside world outside of there you know i moved to nashville just for the for music i didn't I didn't want to be in a bigger city and all that stuff. Like I was perfectly content with living in a small town, but you were happy. I knew that if I wanted to make it happen or if there was any chance of making it happen, then I had to be here. 
What town were you, what town did you grow up in? I was born in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I grew up in Newburgh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mainly. So yep. Just a, a little town outside of Evansville, Indiana. Evansville. My dad was born in Indiana on a farm. Uh Shelbyville. Is it Shelbyville? Shelbyville? Yeah. Yeah, is that close to you or uh not really. No, not really. I, I like where I'm from is the very southern tip of Indiana, like on the river where it separates from Kentucky. That's why I call it Kentuckyana. Hmm. I guess describe your childhood to me. To, I mean, describe this. It's, it sounds like an idyllic childhood in a small town, and you were you really loved it. Uh, I mean, I was just raised on hard work my whole life. Um, I was kind of like bred to be the best heavy equipment operator anywhere. You know, like that was kind of like the plan for me. My grandpa started a, a um, excavation company in the seventies while working for CSX on the railroad at the same time. And then he brought my dad into it and it was supposed to be me that took it over. So I was just raised on hard work and then I would hunt and fish whenever I didn't have to work. And uh, I guess completely that's, that's how I was raised. And I played baseball and all that stuff. But like, other than that, it was just literally all work. (laughs) So it was your family's company and you were expected to continue the company. What do yeah. they think about? Are they supportive of your family of what you've of you going to Nashville and and making it in music? Um, I mean, my mom always has been, but my dad, um, you know, as expected, because it's a super like unrealistic thing, you know, whenever you first start it. So, like as expected, he was disappointed, you know, and uh, my grandpa was also probably disappointed as well. But the the more that I proved to them that like I could do this and like making it and whatnot, what, whatever everybody calls it, um, you know that that demeanor changed real real quick. And thank God it, it changed before my grandpa passed away. He passed away in 2020, and I I got the chance to prove that to him because like my, my whole life's been spent trying trying to prove to them, you know, just like any other like you know you I'm sure you grew up trying to prove things to your dad and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. You just want to make them proud. So that was kind of my goal when I moved here. That was the hardest part about moving here was, was like leaving that. There's so much pressure all the time of having to take that over and all that stuff. And it was just like what was expected of me. So that was definitely the hardest part of doing any of this. You feel like you've gotten out from under that or do you still feel that pressure every day? Um, I feel like I purposely keep that pressure on me because that's, that's what drove me whenever I first moved here. And that's what made me outwork everybody else. And like, it's just, you have to find things that like drive you. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you get lazy and you start to lose track of like what got you there in the first place. So I kind of still use that. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously they're not like disappointed in me or, or anything like that. Like, but I still kind of use it a little bit. Yeah. What is your, what would success from your dad's perspective for you look like compared to success for yourself? What does that look like? Um, I mean, we're kind of the same almost, but like the only difference between me and him is like success in my eyes is just doing what you love every day and making a good living off of it. You know, I mean, if, if you're doing what you love every day, but you ain't like, able to make a good living then your quality of life is is not going to be great so like the only difference between me and him is just like he believes in hard work will get you will get you anywhere and i believe in that too but i took it a little outside the box and i was like i'm gonna do something completely out of the box and unrealistic and make it into a good living that was my goal with it what are some of the things um that set you apart do you think you know you mentioned the hard work you 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 want to work harder than anybody and you you want to make it you've been given this or you took this opportunity uh and you want you know you've got some things to prove although you enjoy yourself but you're you're driven by you know wanting to succeed what are some of the things that you do that you think uh have helped you you know get to where you are and keep going. I mean, you're going, 
You're shooting. Um, man, honestly, like I was lucky enough to meet the right people when I when I moved here. I met my manager like probably six months after I moved here. And he had a lot of guidance and he helped me a lot through a lot of the processes and steps. But one of the first things I was told whenever I moved to Nashville was your network is your net worth. And that is the truest statement that I've still ever heard here. Like you can be the best singer in the world, the best guitar player in the world and all that stuff. But like, if you don't work hard and you don't have a good network, nothing's going to happen with it. That's that's just a fact. And, you know, I, I took that mixed with the work ethic that my grandpa and my dad taught me. And I mixed those together and it, it just made things happen so fast. The formula worked. And like, I would, you know, whenever I first moved here for like the first year and a half, two years, I'd still get up at 6am every day and just start working. So I, I treated it like my old job. And that kind of, in my opinion, is what is what boosted me and like made me get to the point I needed to get to faster. Were you scared when you, you, okay, first you make the decision to, to step away from the family business and, and go for your dream. And then you leave the small town that you love so much and you, you arrive at Nashville's doorstep. I'm just imagining guitar in hand. And you're like, where, were you scared at that moment? Absolutely. By those Absolutely. It was a scary thing in life, but I mean, if you don't do it, like you only get one chance to do any of this in, in your life. Like you only get one life. So if I wouldn't have taken the jump and I at least tried it, then I knew that I would be, you know, older down the road and sitting on my front porch and regretting it every single day. And I didn't want that. I was like, I'm at least going to say that I tried my best, whether I made it or not. Um, and it wasn't a do or die situation for me because I knew that I could just go back and just do the take over the company if I wanted to, you know. But I knew that, like, if I didn't put my all into it, that I would re regret it for the rest of my life. So, so now you're there, and you're and and you're like, how how do you where do you go to the next step? What's the next step for you? You're you're there, you're overcoming these fears, and you're you're going for it. Net your network is your net worth. I love that, uh, but you don't have one really, or do you at this point? A network, yeah, network. Did you absolutely? Know yeah. Well, oh, you mean like when I moved here? Yeah, when you moved there. Now you do. Yeah, but I have been coming down here back and forth for like eight months, um, just trying to meet people and meet songwriters and do all that. So I, I developed like a small network whenever I moved here, and when I did move here, I figured out like which bars everybody hangs out at and whatnot. And back then it was losers, so which is ironic. But I hung out at Losers all the time and met people. That's how I met my band. Um, the guys that still play for me to this day. Um, it's, it's where I met some of my favorite songwriters and some of my closest friends in Nashville. And that's where I started to realize that that saying is accurate. Like, it really is your net worth. Because if it wasn't for me going out and meeting all those people and, like, whenever I didn't want to go out or whatever, and I didn't want to go to this event, that event, like, and I did... That's always when I met the people that I, that I needed to meet and develop those connections to get to the next steps. To follow, you know, when you followed your, your, your heart, you followed your voice, you knew you had a good voice or did you, did you know you had a good, great voice at that time? Did you know you had talent or did you just say, I'll find out if I have talent? I mean, were you um, confident? I mean, I was told by people, but I, I never really viewed myself like that. I mean, I, I just, I knew there was something because I'd posted it on social media and it like blasted off a little bit on there. So I was like, okay, I want to try this while I have this window open in my life. I'm going to try it. And, um, you move here and, and there's a million other people that got that. So like that, like what you were saying earlier, like, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you like, how you make yourself stand out from the other person. And that, that's kind of, that, that was my main focus when I moved here. I was like, how do I make myself look different? Like, how do I stand out from a, a crowd full of people that do the same exact thing and have the same exact talents? Did you have to leave somebody, somebody behind or, or people behind that you loved and cared about? Absolutely. My entire family, everybody I loved and cared about at the time, everybody. And that's a sacrifice that you got to take. Because if you don't take it, then there's a million other people behind you that will.
do you think that influenced your your songwriting at that time and your it still your does. decisions it still does yeah every day i miss my mom i miss seeing my mom and my dad every day and my grandma both my grandmas like i miss i miss my whole family and like my friends from back there you know they all uh they're all married now and got kids and whatnot and i've i've missed most of those steps but i i knew i knew about that when i moved here i knew that i was taking that risk and and sacrificing those things so that's kind of what i tell myself anytime i miss something or, or whatever but yeah I, I miss all of them and i still write songs about it well we're gonna hear one of those songs right now we're gonna we're gonna go to break with outskirts do you want to set this up for the listeners at all sean yeah um I'm going to make it as short as possible. So my dad used to make me clean the, uh, the bottom of our porch out every year. And there would always be copperhead snakes under there. Oof. And I had that memory in my head whenever I started writing songs. So he would give me a, a lighter, lighter fluid and a shovel. And that's all that I had. So like literally extremely poisonous snakes, like whatever. My dad had to do it as a kid as well. So he kind of like passed the, the torch, you know. And I was thinking about that writing songs and I was like, man, I got to put that in a song because that's country. And that's where outskirts really came from. Like I was telling that story in the writer's room and uh, I was like, I got to put this line. It's somewhere in, in a song and it's not going to be the title, but like it's going somewhere. And that, that's kind of where outskirts started. I love that. That's a great. Oh, my God. I hate. Snakes. Yeah. yeah, I don't <laughs> mind them that much. I just don't like getting bit by them. Well, is there any way to get make? get them out of there before you have to go clean the place out i mean how do you get no, you just gotta do it yourself you just you, you just gotta just do it them out yeah you hope they yeah. don't bite you as they come out back toward mm -hmm. you yeah <laughs> all right i can't say what i did with them on air here because it probably will most people don't like it so it is what it is but like yeah that's you just gotta do it the old-fashioned way man hey shotgun <laughs> all right here it is out if you like i'm not gonna give out the number because he uh he he's trying to write some songs right now, make some music. So we want to leave him alone. All his website and social media links are on seanstemley.com. Uh Instagram, Sean Stemley, TikTok, find him on Sean Stemley Music. We'll be right back. And here is Outskirts. <laughs> Six square body jacked up Chevrolet rolling down a no-name road With a dog in the bed, a couple, three shotguns hanging on the back window Beer cans on the floorboards and a cooler full in the back Park it by the creek, just the crickets and me Gonna get a little way off track I got some moonshine my granddaddy made in a steel out back in his shed under the moonlight, where I unwind, building on my backwoods crib, where the corn grows and gold grows, driving down two lanes and back roads, all about creek, grace, and dirt. Out here in the outskirts, Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hello, my name is Anais Reno. I'm a jazz singer based in New York City, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. And sometime soon, I will be coming out with a new record with the great Peter Bernstein on guitar, David Wong on bass, and Joe Farnsworth on the drums. I'm very excited about it. But since that is not out yet, in the meantime, if you want, you can listen to my debut record called Love Something with the Emmett Cohen Trio, in which we celebrate the music of Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn. Thank you so much. Happy listening. This is Sean Stemley. You can find me on all social medias at Sean Stemley, S-T-E-M-A-L-Y, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. And we're back. 
The Jeremiah Show. Fade right into black Some's telling me that she ain't ever coming back She shot that goodbye, went right through my chest I hit the floor, she slammed the door and left me for dead Now it's S.O.S. Need a neon shelter Hey bartender, any way you can help a man down, man down She took me to the ground My heart's barely beating after watching her walk out Man down, man down Yesterday she loved me, but now I've become a man Down at this bar, down on his luck Throwing down these double rounds, getting Tennessee tore up It's down to last calling, I still can't explain How sweet Southern thing could so easily take a man down Ooh, man down Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show I am with a very special guest today. We're having a good time. He's in or near Nashville, Waylon Jennings Recording Studio, right this moment. He's also appearing at Farm Jam Fest, Farm Jam Festival, which is up in Colville, Washington. Our good friends of the show, Greg and Zara Knight. I know they're listening. Hey guys, they got the 2023 Farm Jam Music and Camping Festival. Real farm, real people, real music, like Sean Simley. He's on Sunday, September 3rd. Check it out. I'm going to try to take the Jeremiah show on the road. I've said this for three years, and I, I have to do it this year. Otherwise, I look like a fool. So I'm hoping to see Sean up there and everybody else. Let's take a caravan uh, out of California up to uh, Washington. They just love people from California up there. So the, let's do it. Uh, we'll have fun by the river. Are you excited for that, Sean? It sounds like a great time. That sounds like a good time to me. I've never been to Washington, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, you're going to love it right there. It's just beautiful, beautiful gold, gold rolling hills. And it's, it's end of summer. It's just a perfect time to, excuse me, to be there. Check out Sean on SeanStimley.com. Okay, so we just came back in with Man Down. Tell me about that song a little bit, Sean. Oh, uh, Man Down. give away all the secrets, but. Man Down is like, um, I, I grew up on rock, mainly. I didn't really grow up on a whole lot of country. I kind of like discovered it on my own whenever I was like 15, 16. But before that, I, I grew up on rock and, and hip hop and stuff. And I kind of like wanted to start incorporating those roots into my music. And Man Down is my best example of that, I think, in my opinion. So it's pretty much like my version of a heartbreak song, except in the fashion that that shows were like where my parents were showing me you know what i'm saying like growing mm -hmm. up with their music they listened to and i wanted to uh incorporate that into my artist career mm, that's a great song thank you uh you and i have something in common i when i when i read this about you um i don't know if it's the exact same scenario but we didn't have a lot of money growing up and uh so I had maybe one or two outfits, you know, for school and I was picked on for my shoes and for my clothing. Um, tell me about that for you. What, what, how did that happen? And what was that all about? Um, I mean, just I don't know. I was just, I, I wore boots and jeans every day to school. And then even whenever we got switched to uniforms, I wore my khakis, but I still wore my steel toe boots with them. And it just wasn't normal back then, I guess. I don't know. So it's mainly uh, at least for like younger kids. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got made fun of every day for it. Now, do you uh, now, I mean, you're a whole, you're on stage, you're a, a star, a uh, music star and an artist and, and you, it's probably a whole different thing. I mean, now there are probably kids at school that are copying your look. <laughs> do you think about it's, that? It's definitely different. Way different now, but I don't see it that way. It is what it is. I'm artist. And myself, no matter what, if I get made fun of, that's whatever. If if I don't, people think it's cool. I mean, that's fine too. Like, but I'm glad that it's like it's a thing now, you know. Mm -hmm. Instead of instead of um, just something that two people in the high school do. What do you feel? How do you feel about mullets? I've had I've had a mullet three times now. Yeah, I've seen three those times. videos. Um, yeah, 
I had them all at whenever I first signed a record deal here. I did too, and they're back, right? Aren't they back? They're like back in fashion. I had them all through high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I had curly one. I had like Toby Keith style mullet. Yeah, you know? nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of hard to take care of, but yeah. <laughs> I always cut it off and then regrow it and cut it off. And yeah, you got a love hate relationship with it. Did any of that hap- that happened in school add to? Again, you know, I'm just kind of trying to put myself in your shoes on how you how you write how you. Uh, you know, um, because you capture all of these things in your songs, all the different topics so well, you know, they're, they're obviously uh, yours. They're your, your feelings, your life, Um, but they're relatable as well. And and do you think, did any of that growing up, you know, just being made fun of, did that make you stronger? Um, Did it make you bitter? Did it make, you know, how, how did it affect and then back to music, you know, how did it lead back there? Did it, does it, is it part of your conscience? Um, the bitter, it used to make me bitter. It did. And it caused me like, cause I first discovered I could sing when I was like 20 years old and I got made fun of for that too. And I used to care so much about like people's opinions on it and all that stuff. And then one day, I, I'm not even sure exactly what happened, but one day I was just like, you know what? Like, it don't matter what they think. Mm-hmm. like that doesn't matter it matters like what i want to do with my life and like what my conscience has told me that i need to do with my life and that's kind of when all that changed like i just took the jump i started like doing what i needed to do to make things happen in my life that i wanted to happen and i just completely deleted what other people thought about it out of my mind how so, did you do that how did you that's a that's a big leap you know that's a big shut that out how did you how were you able to do that honestly i don't even know i mean it's just a mental thing that you have to conquer on your own inside your own head mm-hmm. um i wish i could remember exactly like what the moment was where i realized that but it definitely was like some, a snap you found some strength somewhere and just yeah it, it, it's just a mental battle that a lot of people struggle with every day like just caring about other people's opinions constantly and like letting that letting that like direct their life and that's a miserable way to live in my opinion yeah yeah i agree i love that now i'm sean do you help other kids do they come up to you and and talk to you about this or are you able to yeah absolutely are you you an advocate against bullying and things like i mean are there or do you just give them advice yeah i'm definitely an advocate against that for sure i think it's wrong but you ain't gonna like kids will be kids kids, you know I mean, I just learned at an early age, luckily, to retaliate and not take bullcrap from people. And that kind of saved me in, in school a little bit from that. But, I mean, I got in trouble with it, obviously. But, you know, um, it's, a, it's a hard, like, thing to, to take care of with that because you don't, like, want to promote violence, but also, like, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to stop people from making your life miserable every day. So yeah. I mean, kids are, kids are just cruel now too. Like they just they are way worse than whenever I was growing up. So you look, I look at little kids and I'm like, how did they learn that already? They're like a, a year and a half of their the internet. Each other. <laughs> the internet. Yeah. Uh, how did, I think it's also just in, in, in our uh, DNA, you know, that the different things that we, we find challenging with, challenges with our whole lives you know in different ways um for sure but yeah yeah, i'm glad that you're there that they can look up to you and you can give them some advice as you did just now i mean i think it's great advice to if you can shut off that monster in your head and 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 say it doesn't matter really at the end of the day it doesn't matter what anybody thinks you know it really doesn't because we all going to be six foot under under the ground one day yeah so live it and and chase the dream go do what you think you should be doing you know and even if you've that's you know that's why i asked about your dad's version of success you know the, every generation grows up with different circumstances that help them that help uh i guess shape what they what they place importance on in their lives and then you just can't help as a father or mother i'm sure to pass that down um thinking you you know you know what's best from based on your experiences but your his your grandfather's version of success your father's they probably they probably both had different versions now your version of 
success does it you shut out the voices as much as possible uh you are human after all you you go out and do the very best that you can you work harder than anybody that you can you network and you treat people well you know i've i've seen that here with our our call before and you know now our conversation but what does success look like to you because it's always moving isn't it it's not a stable thing sean yeah or is i mean it just like, depends on your mentality you know what's yours i'm never satisfied Good and like you. sometimes it can turn into a bad thing and sometimes usually it's good you know like even if i was headlining stadiums every day right now i would still find some kind of short-term goal to reach because whenever you stop doing that then it's just like you don't want to stay stagnant in life you know and like sometimes sometimes it like eats at me too much but usually it helps me so yeah that's that's kind of my thing with it do what you're able to to rest and like go okay today it's enough today I, I am enough today. I I did. I hit. Or does it keep you up at night? You up at three? I'm going. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to do do even better. Every night. Every night. Yep. Every single night. But I don't and, do anything to try to stop it because that's. You know, I don't want to lose that. You know, that's you. That's your fuel. Right. How about yep. people around you? Do they? Your loved ones and your. Uh, your girlfriend. Your your. Your parents, when you're, does it drive them crazy how driven you are, or, or uh, do they just go that Sean? That's who he is, and they support. Oh uh, no, they all, uh, they all support it usually. I mean, I, it can, it can be an issue as far as like seeing them and stuff for sure. Um, you know, obviously my mom misses me; she don't get to see me hardly ever. So, you know, in that aspect, it's definitely a bad thing. But usually, it's. Usually they have respect for me for that. How many how many nights a, a year are you out there on the road or performing? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. I lose track of it. I mean, we we usually work in some way every single day. Usually, um, my manager is the same exact way. That's why we work so good together. Like, there's in some way, like even if like he's on vacation or I'm on vacation or something, it's usually like some kind of phone call or like some kind of like thing going on. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's constant progress, which is what has to happen. So. Yeah. I know management typically doesn't want their names mentioned. So so I won't do that, but um, your management team and my dealings for the last four weeks, you know, it it takes a little while to to book someone like you on the show. And there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of conversations. And uh, I got to say, you've got a great management team. So I, I'll, I won't say their names, but uh, I Good. will send the thanks out to them. Well, I, I love the to feedback. see them. I appreciate that. That's great. I love to see them take care of you as well. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like when you find or when you see management or, or support staff for an artist really taking care of them and looking out for them, that's to me, that's very respectful, respectable. Absolutely. That's what they're for. That's what they're supposed to do. So um, it's, uh, it's good whenever you find that because yeah. there's, there's a lot of, of managers that do not do that. So, and unfortunately some artists get stuck with that. I'm just glad I'm not one of them. Yeah. Keep, keep driving it. Keep driving it forward. Z 71. That's what we're going to hear right now. Tell me about that, Sean. That's, is that your truck? <laughs> uh, I've had three of them. Yeah. So it's, that's about one in the past. That was my, my thing before music was building trucks, like on the side, like outside of the excavating stuff, like building show trucks and race trucks and all that stuff. Truck songs a whole lot just because like, I don't like, I know the language of trucks too much, like to just say tailgate and blah, blah, and this and that. Like, so whenever we wrote that song, it was kind of just like my language of a truck song, like the detailed stuff in it, like stuff that only Bubba would understand us in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's why it resonated so well with people and it blasted off on TikTok and whatnot because like, is that one of the different for them is like different for them to hear a truck song like that. So, yeah. Uh, is that one of the, the most, like everybody gets, goes crazy when you play that. Absolutely. Your shows. Absolutely. Okay. So you need to answer. Okay. I'm over, but I want you to, we're going to answer this on the other side. I'm over my time as, as always fascinating conversation, having fun hanging out with you. Um, 
here's my question. I've always wanted to know this. I've never understood it. I don't even know if there's an answer. It's probably just a preference. Chevys versus Fords. I know in I know in the Pacific Northwest, throughout the country, there's always a Chevy versus Ford kind of fight, right? And don't answer that. Oh, yeah. We're gonna answer it on the other side of the break. I don't even know I'm if you good. can answer it. I can answer uh, it. here you can. Z mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you've got the right answer, I'm sure, right? Z seventy one. Uh here you are. Enjoy it. Great song. And check out Sean on his website. Sean Stimley is my special guest today. We're going to play a center and a saint. It's new to our show. It, it debuted, uh, I think, uh, almost two months ago, but it's new to us. SeanStimley.com. And you can find out everything about Sean and his music there. And we're going to be right back. And we're going to find out from Sean Chevy versus Ford. Which one is it? We'll be right back. <laughs> Six hundred horses gonna let them run Got the hammer on the metal like a loaded gun They'll hear me coming from a mile away In a Duramax Chevrolet Gonna ride until it lights up the fuel Right up in that four by four Don't three-quarter ton C-71 C-71 Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, I'm Frank Assini, chef winemaker of Pitching Post Wines and Pitching Post 2 Restaurant in Gilton, California. We grill over wood for 70 years, my family, and been making wine for 40 years. Pinot Noir, our specialty. Come visit us here and at Highway 246 in Bealton, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. It started with some off time Dancing in the kitchen Lit the red wine Painting on your lips and taking my time Kissing it off, trailing clothes Down the hall, led the hall Night long, yeah Don't let the sun coming up Tell us what we gonna do Girl, you know that I ain't done loving you So come back to me I said I need your body, would you hold it against me? Don't open the blinds, let's rewind Take our time reliving every single minute of last night and These two hands, that the light unsaid If you ain't out the door, then it ain't over yet So baby, come back to bed Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show uh, that was Come Back to Bed, Sean Stimley. Sean Stimley is my special guest this hour. Sean, it's been a, lot, a great time. Modern country. I'm going to find out what that is in just a second. Um, we came, we left you with Z71, which is a Chevy, not a Ford. And, uh, and I asked the question of Sean, well, you know, what's this whole controversy that seems like it never ends since I was a kid? Chevy versus Ford. You get... Chevy owners and Ford owners, and you start, they just start fighting like uh, cats in a bag. What, Sean, you, you got any thoughts on this? I mean, it's just like Yankees versus Red Sox. You know, it's all the same thing. You know, they got fans of, of each one, and they disagree with each other completely. And usually it's a fun argument, though, with, yeah. with the truck thing. Usually it's not like, like I've seen like people fight over like <laughs> sports teams and all that stuff. Like, Nobody's fighting over that. It's just a, kind of a friendly argument, like it's just joking wise. But honestly, I built more Dodges than anything, just because it's got Cummins in it. That's like my my favorite engine, and it's the easiest to work on for me. And and I can build a lot of power with it. But 
Uh, I've had every brand. I've had all three of them and they all got problems and they all got pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So I prefer Chevy over Ford, but. So give me uh, like, do you have a couple like, uh, like if somebody, if somebody walked in, they were driving a Ford, you got a, a knock again. Like, what do you say? Is there, is there something funny you can. You, you um, <laughs> I mean, like, you got like the abbreviations of what, like what Ford stands for and all that stuff, but I, we can't. Those, we those are things we can't say on here because like they involve bad words. So <laughs> yeah, it's just like jokes like that, man. Like it, it's all, it's all friendly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah usually, we... usually it's like if, if somebody like is your buddy and they pull up and somebody like that, you're just like, ah, here we go. <laughs> so like that. And then well, you get into the jokes. Yeah. Back and forth. So we won't say, uh, because you can't say in your grandmothers are listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they know what a podcast is, to be honest with you. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll, give, we'll give them the radio link. They can listen. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll get, they'll get I, I would have to like sit with them and like show them what that is. Cause one, one of them got a flip phone still. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those things are coming back, man. They're trendy again. Really? Flip phones. Yeah. Like they're, I just saw some story the other night on it. Um, they're sold out on eBay. You can't, you got you spend more than an iPhone to get them back. All the kids, all the kids want the flip phone. Why? And, and the number one reason they say that they carry both, but they would use the flip phone when they go out because they don't, they, then they don't get stuck in Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. They, and use, them, they use them as a burner is what they're doing. Yeah. 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 They ain't fooling nobody. That's a burner. Yeah. Yeah. us. Sean Stimley gotcha. Product of a small town. We just came in with that. Sean Stimley is a product of a small town. Um, Speaking of swear words, uh, Dr. D, I'm sure you're down there in the studio listening. There's uh, two uh, beeps in that song, which I, I hope you caught before we put them out on the radio. Um, Sean, this has been a lot of fun getting to know you uh, you know, here on the show. Um, it's been a good time. I've enjoyed it as well. Tell me what modern country is. Modern country? Uh-huh. Is there like a... Modern country in the way it sounds. Modern country is alternative rock, pretty much, and or pop. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. How do you like to be described? Huh? How do you like to be described? Like uh, Sean Stimley is. Finish the sentence for me. Is me. (laughs) It's just me. I don't know. Like I, you know, I write songs that I love, and that like I, I write songs that I would listen to myself. And I mean, certain ones, you know, I would call more on the rock side than country, honestly. But, you know, people call it country and I'm fine with that. It's just songs that I love and I just hope people resonate to them. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Definitely modern country, though. I'm not like super old school. I love that stuff, though. But Mm. it's kind of hard to do that these days. What are your favorite uh, themes right now in music, if country or rock or do you have favorite themes that you like to explore with your lyrics? Like themes, like as in, like, like melodically or lyrically? Yeah, or no, just a, just story ideas. What's what? What do you like right now? What do you? What's on your mind? What are you writing? Um, I mean, I like. I always like writing like heartbreak songs and all that stuff, and and lifestyle. But lifestyle is definitely more. I, I write more than of those than anything. And sometimes, like my co-writers had to pull me off of that stuff because I write so many of them. And, um, you know, I just like try to write what I know the most, because if you write what you don't know about, then everybody's going to know, like people can smell authenticity from a mile away. Yeah. So if you're not authentic, then there's no point, but uh, that's, well, that's, that's why, yeah, the, your music did that for it. It's authentic, you know, cause it inspired me to start thinking, took me back, you know? Good. That's what it was for. I'm glad that you, that you related to it like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh what's inspiring you right now, Sean? What like is there oh um, by something out there? Yeah, I mean always. I'm always coming up with different song ideas constantly. Like it never stops in my head. Um you know, like right now it's I I'm trying to write songs kind of about the music world a little bit. And like what goes on in the music world and all that stuff. And, you know, also like I'm dealing with difficult times 
you know, like relationship wise and stuff. So like I'll get back to the the sad stuff, which is what mm-hmm. people have gravitated towards in countries since it first started. So that's kind of where we're heading towards right now. And we're going to write some more truck songs. I'll tell you that because that stuff works. It definitely <laughs> works. And like there's endless possibilities that we can write about with it. So I haven't written a whole lot in the past two or three months, uh, but we're, we're about to fire it back up. We've been working on this new project and stuff. And I kind of just like took a break from writing and just trying to build hooks back up and all that stuff. So um, we're going to get back to all that. I got a lot of inspiration for, for new, new music. So I, I try to write according to that, like when the inspiration is built up enough to write stuff that's worth my time instead of just trying to write every single day, I'd, I'd take quality over quantity any day with songs. I like, I, I'm, I'm looking at your Facebook page right now. You've got this quote, proud to be, excuse me, proud to live in the greatest country in the world and grateful for the freedom that allows me to wear boots with bottomland shorts. <laughs> I'm wearing I don't shorts have, right now. Yeah, what are bottomland shorts? Is that just a brand? I don't have one of the, I don't have those. Uh, bottom, bottomland is a, a type of camo from Mossy Oak. It's, it's one of their patterns. Uh-huh. It's like their original like pattern yeah, that bo- started that company. Bottomland, I got it. Yeah, yeah, it's built for turkey hunting. Now they should be a sponsor of yours, I think, right? If they're listening, <laughs> I know the owners. I know the owners. We're—I mean, they're not really a sponsor, but like I've gotten free stuff from them and all that. But they're great people and they're fun to work with and all that. So I, I support them. Yeah, uh, I also like this. I'm going to embarrass you. Uh, not embarrass you. I'm going to. I'm going to maybe make you blush. But uh, happy birthday to your Haley Ray, uh, beautiful, most beautiful soul I've ever known. That's very nice. Very sweet. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you gotta keep them happy and all that. You know, I, I go. I was just gonna. Get, I was just trying to set you up to uh, to, to say happy birthday <laughs> if you went on the radio here. That was in May, though. Oh, it was May. Too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I guess I should look at the dates. Huh? I'm just at the top of your page. I probably don't post uh, on Facebook enough. You're not, I was gonna say <laughs> you're not on Facebook very much. <laughs> Uh, don't go anywhere because you've been waiting for it a sinner and a saint new to the jeremiah show sean stimley's debut on the jeremiah show a sinner and a saint go to sean i'm gonna spell his last name s-t-e-m-a-l-y.com for all his website and social media links and links to uh to merch go buy some merch give put some money in this guy's pocket um go out to a, a concert go out and get out and you couldn't do this two years ago. Get out to live music. Go see Sean. You can catch him if you're up in Colville, Washington at uh, Farm Jam Festival. Music and camping. Real farm, real people, real music. Final word for you. Anybody you want to thank uh, and set up the song for us, Sinner and a Saint, if you could. Um. Well, thank you all for having me. First of all, I appreciate it. This has been fun. Um, you know, like it's it's good to like have conversations like this you know because it's usually it's the same old questions over and over so thank you for asking like different questions i appreciate that thank you for uh, answering them <laughs> you know hey anytime well i mean um, being being a person you know getting to know letting letting us get to know you i appreciate that as well yes sir we all just humans man um you know like center of saint uh was inspired by my relationship you know i I'm not perfect whatsoever, and a girl that is much better person than me decided to take a chance on me, and that's kind of where that idea came from. And um, the dude that produces Papa Roach and and all those people, I was writing with him that that day, and he ended up being the producer on the song and everything. So it's it's a super cool opportunity um, to be able to work with people like that that are way more talented than me. Um, and then taking a chance on me. So the song is much different than anything we've ever put out before. And it's a different feel, different vibe. Um, and I love it. So that's a, that's center and a saint for you. And I can, I'll let the song do the rest of talking. It's a, it's an incredible song and it's coming up right now. I'm going to quit talking and, and let you listen to it. But Sean, I just wanted one more time. Thank you. And uh, go to Sean Stimley.com. Well, where's the, where are you at next? Uh, that people could catch up with you to see you play live. We are in Indiana with Big and Rich next. Okay. Yeah. What are the dates? Do you know the dates or uh, just go to the website? Uh, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know you, the 25th. Okay. And uh, check out the website. It's all there. Yeah. 
all right it's on the website you, you, sean doesn't know where he's at half the time he's just no point, point me in the direction and i'm going to play music for you yes sir <laughs> um sean stanley special guest thanks so much and here it is a sinner and a saint thank you That's you and me, babe. And the thing I would change. A sinner in a saint. They say opposites attract, girl. Yeah, we're living proof of that, girl. You're a sundress with a blonde hair halo. And I'm a dirty ball cap, ball camo. How I stole your heart's a mystery. But you love me through my gritty history Small town love story with a little twist And it goes a little something like this A sinner and a saint Walk into a bar Ain't even looking to find love in the dark He's drinking whiskey Melting the ice She's on in first class A musky dime wine Some of them have all the southern bell A match made in heaven The difference is hell That's you and me, babe Grace and forgiveness Small town love story with a little twist And it goes a little something like this A sinner and a saint Walk into a bar Ain't even looking to find love in the dark He's drinking whiskey Melting the ice She's on in first class A musky dime wine Some of them have all the southern bell A match made in heaven The difference is hell That's you and me, babe She's on a first class, a musky dime wine Son of an eyeball, a southern bell A match made in heaven, the difference is hell That's you and me, babe And the thing I would change This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.